Hi, I'm Dee in New York. And I'm Greg in California. We've been best friends since junior high school. But we don't always agree. In this podcast, we'll attempt to convince each other... And you, the listener... To just... Let it go! Hello there, Gregory, and welcome back to our lovely podcast. Tell me, my What's friend. What's happening, D? How are you? Uh, how are you? Not, not good. Not good, D. How, how's life in the Boogie Down Bronx? Life is uh, it's the same. In a world of constant change, the Bronx generally remains the same. <laughs> not, uh, not much new to report. You know, what's what's happening out there in uh, California? Let me tell you what's happening. I went camping uh, last weekend, and I am now in day 10 of a terrible poison oak outbreak on my person. It's, uh, I feel like, I don't know if you ever, did you ever see District 9 by any chance? No, but you keep trying to hawk this movie on me, so. Okay, excellent movie. Excellent movie. Um. And uh, I think I think our buddy was gonna was gonna watch it, and I was shocked that he hadn't seen it actually because he's he's very into her kind of costume and makeup magnum opuses. But basically, in the movie, this guy slowly turns into an alien, and his body becomes covered with like you know Gila monster lizard skin, and uh, that's how I feel right now. Like my body is slowly becoming this lizard. Uh, I have currently it's it's probably in some of the worst spots it could be. It's it's on the inside of my right elbow, which God, sucks man, because sucks. yeah, it it sucks because uh, that's I can't a very bend my elbow. Obviously, part of the body. That's a very sensitive well, part of the body. If someone tickles you there, you go crazy. I mean, that's that's not a right. good place to get poison oak. Right. Okay? Well, I have it. I have had it work. I'm very allergic to it, I, as you may or may not know. If I look at it, I'll get it. But is it oak or ivy or sumac? Oak. What is, what is it? It's okay. oak. Out here, it's it's. There's a lot of poison oak. On the east coast, it's more poison ivy, and I have had it on the east coast. I mean, when I was young, I had it down my throat. You know, I, I've gotten systemic reactions, but this is without drugs. It's completely uh, intolerable. I, I can't sit still, so I'm I'm on a lot of Benadryl, and now only now. Is it starting to become manageable? Um, that's, it's that's just horrible. terrible. I mean, out here, say again. That's that's absolutely horrible. I mean, the the only consolation is that at least it's fairly drier, you know, clear heat out there in uh, California. Whereas here in the East Coast, you have to deal with the humidity, and humidity and poison oak make a sweltering mess, my friend. Well, sweaty, exactly. And the, the gross thing is that. You know, it, basically, they form, you get a, a, a blistering rash. The the blisters uh, burst and, and kind of weep and drool this disgusting fluid down your your body that you have to keep dabbing, And it, but it hurts to put a bandage on. It itches too much. So I can't even look at it. I was almost sick to my, to my stomach in the shower. And the other thing is, God help you if you scratch it, because <laughs> if you scratch it, 
it will feel, I don't know if you ever saw, there was a, a Calvin and Hobbes uh, Sunday color cartoon many years ago uh, where he has, I think it's, I think it's either chicken pox or it might even be poison ivy, but he has it in the first panel and he's like, I'm not going to scratch, I'm not going to scratch. And then finally he does. And in the subsequent 10 panels, it's the relief he feels. He's flying, he's swimming in water, and one of them, it's, you know, in his imagination, this relief. And then the last panel, uh, he, he, he takes a halting step and realizes what he's just done. Because if you scratch it, you'll, you'll never stop. You'll, you'll descend into the mouth of madness, and, uh, you know, you may as well be dead. So that's how I am. You know, what's funny is my, my, you know, two of my, my students here in, in my, uh, my class, they both have this horrible rash on their skin. It's funny that you're going through this at the same time. And supposed, supposedly this just started uh, last week, maybe, Friday. And <clears throat> they had this this outbreak, or one of them did, um, on his arm and on his, like, around his waist. Very strange. Oh. And it looks like, uh, you know, leprosy or something. But ah. it's actually supposedly from bed bugs. And no. But when I, I had an experience with bed bugs, and when I had them, uh, the bumps were very small. But his looked like uh, someone rubbed a, a, a file on his body or some sandpaper. Oh, they, they look not unlike mollusks, right? I remember you telling me they look like clams or something. No, it's it's. Uh, they look like they do look like mollusks, like very small brown mollusks. Oh my god! But these guys, uh, I don't know. I don't know the other one. I don't understand because he has a rash too. He says he doesn't know what it's from, but it looks the same. As, as this guy's. So, what I'm worried about is that it's not some, you know, bed bug attack and that they have this rash and that they might have exposed me to it today. Well, is it sta- it's not staph, is it? It's not staph for sure, but it might be like, I mean, I would say it's like impetigo, but I don't think you get that around your waist. That's, that's weird. For, you know, because for anyone who doesn't know, of course, uh, Greg and I are both uh, into jiu-jitsu, so, uh, you know, I have these students, and he has people he works with, and we uh, we do something called grappling with them, which uh, is the greatest sport on earth, um, but involves <laughs> a lot of intimate contact. <laughs> Anything yeah. else seems boring by comparison. You can't, you can't grapple and then play golf. It doesn't work. Yeah. I have an opportunity, actually, that I, I wanted to discuss with you a little bit. I, one of the things I've sort of been thinking about is that uh, I might like to try the sport with uh, autistic kids or children with Asperger's, you know, high-functioning autistic kids, and see if it can sort of help them settle down and cope a little bit better. You know, I, I've known a few people who've worked with kids like this, either by profession or done community work. And I really still don't know what autism is. Is it just uh, a learning disability, or is it? Uh, I mean, I've even known I, I were trained with a kid who passed away recently, actually, um, who had Asperger's. He would just seem a little weird. He just seemed like one of those kids that was weird, you know, uh, yeah. kind of in the special class in high school. But what do you actually know? What it is? 
Well, it's it's basically you have very limited social skills, and you you have a hard time acquiring them. Uh, you know, Asperger's is like people can be very intelligent and very high functioning, but they just they just can't really interact with people for some reason. So it's sort of a psychological uh, issue, but it's not psychological in nature. It's uh, a result of of uh, some kind of chemical or neurological reason. Uh-huh. Or are they are they like in the in the strict sense are they psychopaths? Do they not really yeah. have emotional connection? No, they're not psychopaths. They they are just uh, socially inept. You know. Huh. I I know a bunch of guys like that who have that kind of <laughs> shortcomings, and, and they're not uh, autistic at all. Yeah. Well, I I understand your roommate might be one of them from some things that we've he, talked about. <laughs> Uh, I don't think he, it's that he's socially inept so much as just, I'm a, I'm a careless guy. I was a careless guy, a very careless kid. My mother used to say cavalier. She would say, Greg, you can't be so cavalier with your closet doors, or what have you, whatever. And, uh, and I've kind of tempered that, but he is as careless as it gets, and he's not... So this is my roommate uh, we're talking about, and very good friend of mine. I've known him for many years since I really lived out in California. Um, trained together. He he. Uh, I, my old roommate moved out. He moved in. So we've been roommates for about a year. And but this guy just doesn't think. Sometimes I'll give you an example, and this isn't even the most egregious one. This is just the first one off the top of my head. This guy, I think he was sick, he had a cold, he's in his bedroom, and we have a pretty big apartment, two bedrooms, but he really only has stuff in his room. He doesn't have anything. He barely has food in the kitchen. Even when he's training, he just eats donuts all day. And uh young guy, you know, 25. And so he comes out. I'm, I'm outside in the kitchen uh, working. He comes out. He cooks soup for about five minutes, and then he goes back into his bedroom. I leave, I come back, I go out, I go to the gym, come back upstairs. This freaking guy left the burner on the stove on for an hour. The, the kitchen is warm because he left the burner on. And he's in his room sleeping or whatever he's doing. That's pretty dangerous. Well, yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. But accidents do happen, I'll say. But this is not an accident. This kind of thing happens all the time with this guy. So the, the most, the, the one that really bit him in the ass was that when he moved in, he didn't have money to pay for a deposit, for, t- for his part of the deposit. So I paid his deposit so he could move in. It was fine. Um, had a great time uh, being roommates and everything else. But, you know, he was like, when it comes time to move out, I'll definitely help you clean up. So I'm like, aces. And aces indeed. what happening, yeah, well, he had a candle, a bare candle on the carpet in his bedroom. He lit the candle and fell asleep. And I'm sure it happened exactly like that. Oh, I'm going to light this candle, and I'm tired. I'm going to fall asleep. So, well, well behold, I didn't the realize he was actually in the room when this took place. He was in the room, which I think makes it worse. Burned through the carpet, through the padding, down to the wood. So now we have a hole in the carpet in his bedroom, which means that although he has no legal obligation now, he's not, he, he has no deposit up, he has friendship obligation to pay for the replacement of the carpet in the apartment, which is what the, 
the property management company is going to have to do. They have to replace the carpet in the whole apartment now because his silly behind Why let a candle burn. Why do they have to replace the whole apartment, man? I mean, it's just a a, a room. You can buy well, these things in sections, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can, but I feel like, well, we haven't gotten the official word on that. The 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 super is actually coming after tomorrow to, to see this hole, but I feel like any chance they get to get something for free, I mean, they're going to take it out of my deposit, you know, so why wouldn't they just replace the whole carpet? I'm surprised they don't, uh, you know, wallpaper the walls with velvet well, out of my I deposit. Think the guy, I think the guy is, uh, is going to have to pay you. Yeah, he is, and the problem is, is that I feel really bad because he had money set aside for a deposit on a new apartment, which now he can't put down because he has to pay for this now, so he's basically going to end up moving into a room. He's going to rent a room, which is all he uses here anyway, but it's still, it sucks. It's a tough lesson to learn. I mean, he might have to pay, you know, $1,500 for this, for this three-inch hole, and if he had just had the presence of mind to, to blow the candle or put it on something that wouldn't burn, you know, like most people would do, um, yeah. I just, I feel bad and chagrined and, but, you know, I, I've had to learn my lessons and this is, I'm, I'm sure he won't do this again, you know. Look at you regulating. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, well, man. so, uh, are you going to send... You know, Jimmy, two times to uh, see him if he doesn't pay you. Or, or what's yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have uh, Johnny Knuckles pay him. No, yeah. I mean, I, you know what? He he told me he would, he would pay pay me before he moves out. That way, I'd have it. If it turns out to be more than uh, the money he was gonna give me, I could, you know, come and get it afterwards. Um, and if it's less, I'll give him the difference. But uh, you know, and I trust him. It's it's actually kind of funny because we talk about it all the time. And every time I come home, I'm like, you know, I expect you to be gone every time I come home, <laughs> and just have like a note in the middle of the floor saying that you couldn't face me. But uh, yeah. you know, I I trust him to pay. I've known him for a long time. He, he's a stand up guy. He's just sometimes he's a little careless with his candles. Well, you know, that's uh, that's why. I I guess it's nice for me not having a roommate. You know, I don't have to worry about any of these things. And you're going from one roommate situation to another, except you're taking the plunge, you know, into the deep water. You're going to be moving in not with someone that you can just be like, yo, I'm out, or get out of my face when uh, you don't want to see them. <laughs> you're going to be moving in. In fact, the countdown begins. Isn't that right? Right. Yeah, that, that is how much, right. How much time left? How much time is there before uh, the caged bird will be singing? <laughs> um, I, I don't even know. I told you this, but we, we found a place. Uh, my, my girlfriend and I found an apartment. Um, she, was, she was starting to get nervous. I didn't really care. We, we still had it until the end of July. But uh, we found a place this past weekend, real nice place in San Mateo. Had everything we were looking for. Um, and it's actually going to be uh, not this. Saturday coming, but the following Saturday we'll be moving in. So it's wow. a little less than two weeks, like 12 days or something, 11 days. But uh, my fervent wish is that my poison oak clears up right before I get to move so that way I start fresh in this new apartment because 
2010 has been a humdinger year for me, man. I mean, you know, I know you as well. I, has it? Uh, how, how would you say this year stacks up so far? We're, all, we're basically halfway now. Well, you know, 2009 was really the difficult year for me. I mean, uh, 2008 was great. You know, it was the year my son was born. But 2009 was a little more challenging. And uh, 2010, I'm sort of living with the fallout from 2009. But uh, so far, it's been, it hasn't been so bad. You know, I have... uh, started my new life in a sense and uh thus far in uh in 2010 I've I've lost some weight I've uh gotten in better shape I've sort of started to really uh let go I guess of some of the things that I felt were hindrances to me um at the same time you know having to deal with some of the stuff I've been having to deal with uh emotionally and as a result of my uh, separation. But uh, overall, you know, 2010 has been about rediscovering what I'm capable of and uh, and improving on what I have. So it hasn't gotten so bad. I set some goals and I met them. So, you know, it's it's been a year of me taking charge and doing stuff as opposed to, you know, waiting for things to happen. Yeah, right. Well, I I, uh, I guess it's fair to say that this year is, <laughs> is is the turning point for you in, in yet another instance of uh, reverse synchronicity. My <laughs> year is sucking and yours is, well, let's say this, my year has sucked to this point. And, uh, your year has been getting better and better. So. Yeah, I mean, in some ways it has. But the the more uh, salient point to be made is, do you think this is singledom saying, giving you enough reasons to say good riddance? Or do you think that this is uh, your, a bad omen for for your decision? Or do you think that it has no connection whatsoever? I guess, for the three choices in our poll. <laughs> uh, hang on. Let me just uh, make sure I'm totally clear because, it, you know, my my better half uh, will be listening to this. So <laughs> I want to I make sure I understand what's going on here. You're asking me if the, the poison oak is a bad omen or just the year thus far or what? The year thus far. I would say I can't really... Uh, say there's any kind of omen involved because I mean, let's just, I'm just gonna recap really quick what, what's happened so far, why I consider it a bad year. I started out with a broken leg. I actually broke it last year, but I found out in January, so I counted as this year. Broke my leg. Your second broken leg. This is the same leg, different bone. Uh, as I broke, I broke my leg many, many, many years ago, whatever, 15 years ago, I guess. Um, I, I recall very well. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> uh, and Chris Donadoni, if you're out there, yeah, we're <laughs> we're thinking of you now. But uh, to start out with a broken leg, then my grandfather, who I was very very close with, passed away. Uh, you you even knew him. Um, and then I get back in my so I, went, I had to go to New York suddenly, come back. Uh, 
find out my car is on its last leg. Then, um, trying to think what happened after that. I guess that kind of was about two months ago. And then I got the poison oak. So I'm like, you know, I, I really don't want to know what happens next. <laughs> but I, well, I don't I tell you believe in omens. for me, friend. I'm having What's a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having yeah, a baby. Right. It's happening next. That's uh, right around the same time you and your girl move in. I will be having my girl. Is it? It's like a month away, or what? Two it, weeks it's away? About, it's it's about five weeks away. Jeez. So That's I guess huge. in a sense, both of us are giving up some of our freedom, but <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, but uh, frankly, there are ways, it's not like we're going to jail. <laughs> if this was the 25th hour, it would be a much more somber phone call. But, you know, I'm, I'm moving in with the woman I love, and you're uh, you're about to meet, you know, your second child. Indeed, indeed. It is an exciting time. So, now here's the big thing. You're You're about to make this move, and the question is, you know, once you move in with a person, it's very hard to move out with a person. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine. He was talking about how he and his girlfriend were getting tired of being up under each other, and so they're getting ready to move out, you know, and, you know, live in different places. stay together and move out? Well, that's what I said. I said, well, you know, if you move out, it's kind of, like, over. That's like, yeah, yeah, well, I, I, think, I think we would definitely be taking a break. And I'm like, man, taking a break. This is Come it. On. You guys are quit. You're kaput. <laughs> we are quit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he he uh, he seemed to acknowledge that. And so, you know, I guess you're making a big step here. You're you're basically saying you're basically saying to this girl right now with your actions. <laughs> I know you are saying. I would marry you and be with you for the rest of my life. But I just got to check it out. That's what you're well, saying, girl. Yeah. That's what okay. she's. That's what she's hearing. That's what she's hearing, regardless of what you're saying, because that's the way girls right. hear. Right. So you right. could just be like, "Yo, I'm gonna have some uh, tang around for whenever I need it," and uh, <laughs> she could be like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna be married. I'm gonna have children," because that's you know. That's well, okay. Important point here is that I'm 31. And my girlfriend is turning 25 in uh, in turning. September. So yeah. So uh, but she's she's extremely mature. She's very put together. And I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be you know I wouldn't be dating a, a normal 25 year old. But uh, I think you're right. But at the same time, I I have been you know this is not my first rodeo, and. So I kind of know where the pitfalls are, and uh, I wouldn't be doing this if I thought, if if I wasn't totally comfortable with it, if she wasn't comfortable with it. Neither of us are in any hurry to get married. Um, it, it's, you know, the next logical step, and it's, we've discussed it recently, actually. Uh, but... Uh, you know, it's not like it's not like I'm like, oh man, once we move in together, it's just a countdown to the ring. It's not like that at all. Um, I'm, well, but you know, really I'm just telling you, it. it is a countdown to the ring, or it's a countdown to nothing. 
Well, it's going to be a long job. countdown because I'm not well, a rich yeah, man. Yeah, so. it, that, that's true. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh, how long the countdown is. The point is, you have stepped onto the conveyor belt, <laughs> and uh, at this point, you get to the end, and the road bifurcates, and to the left is, you know, marriage and children and all the things that go along with that. And to the right is it being over. Right. Well, as Chris Rock says, you either break up or you get married. There's no third thing. Yes. So, you know, I'm, we're, we're both cognizant of that. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're definitely going to get married. It's not – let me put it to you this way. If I could – Don't say that, man. That's, that's a little premature. Well, but it's not – I can't imagine – see, this is the thing. Everyone always says, and we've discussed this uh, because of our, our current situation. Um, you know, everyone always says, oh, you don't want to marry somebody until you live with them because you really don't know how they are until you live with them. But that's not true because unless you're, you know, unless you're uh, uh, getting married to somebody you've known for a week, you, you know, usually it's been at least a few months. You've had some, some sleepovers. And Listen, you I know could how that person agree is. with you more. Listen, you no, know. No, but hang on, hang on a second. Hang no, on a no, second. No, no, you, 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 you're completely wrong. What change? It changes everything when you. No, move it. no. It does. Listen, it does, and listen, I'll tell listen. you why. I'll tell you why. This is why. Because when you have a dispute, when you live together, you can't take a break or go home or spend some time. You have to deal with it right then and there. Every little thing becomes a, a much more urgent issue. And if it's not dealt with right then and there, resentments build, and then that leads to a sort of cumulative effect. So it's very challenging. It Some true. people find that they cannot do that with the person that they're with. Some people find that after living with them for a spell, that this person is not capable of solving problems with me. And so, as a result, you know, it it uh, it doesn't work out. I agree in the sense that you have your refuge is now a shared refuge. So if you need your alone time, if you need you know D time, you can't have it now because there's you know Jane is there with you, and and D time now involves two people. But my point is that and I've said this all along, is that you're not finding out anything new about these people. All the same stuff is present. They don't change when you move in together. What happens is any little thing that annoyed you in the past will become huge. It will become the reason that you choose to work late so you don't have to go to bed with this person. It will become enormous. And that that accelerates the breakup. I think living together either shows you that it'll, things will just get better, you'll enjoy, you know, instead of just you having a good time at home by yourself, now it'll just become, you know, magnified because it's you and your girl, or if you're a girl, you and your guy, and it's just better. But if if there's a problem with this person in any way, it'll become magnified tenfold because you can't escape it. You have nowhere to decompress because you don't want to be going for long drives. You don't want to be Don Draper uh, <laughs> to the West Coast 
you know, if you just need to get away for for a little bit. You don't want to do that. Uh, so I think I think it is important to live with somebody, but I don't think you're going to find out anything new. You know, your your significant other isn't going to come home one night with blood on her hands, and uh, you know, you're going to be like, "What's this?" Well, and then she's going to say, "Oh, I do this every Wednesday." You know, you're you're finding out now. No, you're not going to find that out. Um, but you're right. You know, these disputes. The main thing is in dispute resolution, and uh, which is your strong suit, of course. And, uh, you know, things of this nature. So, but the more mature you are and the more mature your partner is, the, the better the odds, I think, that you're, uh, that, that living together will enhance your relationship rather than degrade it, I would say. I mean, do you think that's fair to say or are you still disagreeing? Well, I think that it can go either way, you know. And I think right, that sometimes right. the, the problem is sometimes people move in and then they get so swept up in the momentum that they run off and they get engaged and then once you're engaged I mean other than you I don't know anyone who's ever broken off an engagement you know and uh, the reality is once you're engaged a lot of people will sort of overlook some of the things that are true about this person and about how they get along with this person because when you're engaged, really, a lot of your mindset is directed towards the wedding and preparing for the wedding. And it's much like uh, it was to stay together after uh, after our son was born, uh, right. my wife and I. Um, just because, you know, the year before, everything was pretty perfect. Uh, the year after, yeah. you know, things sort of reverted back to type. Um, That's so, why I kind of, I think... I mean, let's let's say, I want to say if you could do it differently, because I think the result of your relationship is probably, uh, you know, it was going to happen anyway. But let's say <clears throat> you could do it again. You, maybe you will in the future. Do you think the size and hoopla surrounding a wedding in America today uh contributes to the, the masking of these problems before before getting married. So what I'm saying is, would a smaller wedding, just having, you know, 15 friends at town hall and not really thinking and putting too much emphasis on it, would that do a better job of not masking problems that planning for a huge wedding might mask? Well, I think, it, I think it could, but, I mean, no matter what, it's just a special day. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe if the ceremony was the pomp and circumstance of it all, which everyone wants. Every woman seems to want, you know, that. And I, I thought it was pretty cool, I have to say, having all my friends around and being able to mix friends and all those things were definitely very appealing. But, uh, you know, that... that uh, that can sort of blind you because, you know, if all your energy is focused into being happy on this day, usually you're going to be happy, you know, or you're going to at least play the part. Some people, right. you know, have crappy weddings and crappy wedding nights, but generally you're trying pretty hard to have a good time. And most people, most of the people who make you enjoy life are around you, your friends and, you know, in some cases, if we're lucky, our family. So, uh I think we've really hit upon something here because this is something that I don't think a lot of people think about. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, weddings maybe are, a, maybe a big wedding is one of the things that contributes to the high divorce rate in America today. Is the emphasis put on the wedding and not the marriage? Yeah, that, that could be. I mean, I, I know there are people who go down to the job. My friend just got married. She was dating a guy that she met in October. They were married by January, I believe it was. And now they're having a real big wedding in July. But they just wanted to get married for themselves. So they went to City Hall in January. Now, I personally thought that maybe this guy like needed his citizenship. But it sounds like he's an American. So... Uh, you know, they did their quick on the hurry up wedding, and uh, now they're having their big wedding. And uh, she's pregnant as well. So oh. now, like, this guy is hooked, oh. son. <laughs> Whether he wants out or not, he's got her. And she's got him. So. Well, I don't know. I, I know somebody who <laughs> got away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I guess you could say that, but. <laughs> thing is, in my situation, I'm still hooked. I mean, even though she and I are not together anymore, those kids are a hook that will keep us connected for the rest of our lives, regardless. Yeah, yeah. right. So, so anyway, I think, uh, I think we've run enough time. Uh, I think this was a very interesting uh, sort of look into the... Uh, Perspective, uh, respective rabbit holes that we're either jumping into or climbing out of. <laughs> out of. Right, yeah. So the message I think for this uh, to, to take away is uh, autism is a real disease, <laughs> not just socially inept kids. Don't let candles burn and then go to sleep. And if you see poison oak, stay away from it. And then, you know, of course, uh, be careful who you marry and for what reason. Indeed. Those are all great lessons to take. Life lessons. Uh, I, I think that um, we will, once again, be delivering a, another week of scintillating exchange. I and agree. until then, uh, I remain D in New York. And I'm Greg in California, and we are, of course, encouraging you to... Let it go. Hey there, folks. This is Dee here. Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of the Let It Go podcast. We hope that you have been enlightened and perhaps entertained. Um, we hope that you'll tune in next week. If you'd like to check out some of our other thoughts, you can visit us on the web at letitgopodcast.blogspot.com And if you'd like to reach out and talk to us, tell us your thoughts on the show, you can reach us at letitgopodcast at gmail.com Thank you, and until then, as the trials and tribulations of your life become more than you can bear, we hope that you can find a way to just let it go.